It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. You are 100% Sam Rockwell in this movie. I, I think I'm a little bit of both. Yeah, in, in ways, in ways. I texted you uh, within the first 15 minutes because I know I had to kind of convince you to watch this movie a little bit. And uh, I felt like it was a little bit of an uphill battle. So maybe I like overcompensated by texting you throughout it. Um, but I was I like, mean, you didn't really have to convince me. I was like, I was down for it. I just was like not really familiar with the movie. No, and and I, was just like, I wasn't either. It was brought mm. to my attention uh, from Sam Luby over at the studio. Oh, so nice. Shout, shout out. out to Sam. She had heard of it, heard of it from her friend angel mm-hmm. who'd heard of it from her brother bill oh, wow. and uh so it's a lot it's like a whole it's like a long way it takes a village to make a podcast so pretty you, much what i'm saying it was like four degrees of separation for you to hear this yeah and then <laughs> i saw it and i was like dude nick cage christian check sam okay. rockwell alex check ridley scott movies check yep like it was pretty much it just hit all the it hit all the boxes but your response of the movies in return of what we could potentially do were also really good yeah. Suggestions. And yeah, in different ways. I mean, like I cause I'd shown you I'd thrown some Sandler movies at you. Like I want to do The Wedding Singer at some point. We gotta do that one on your birthday. Cause that one has that's, so much meaning to me. I that's like one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. And the other I, one I couldn't have guessed. Uh, uh, Big Daddy I, I like is a, among the collection of VHS movies that I grew up with, and so that has sentimental value to me. Whenever I think of Big Daddy, I remember when um we were hanging out. I don't know if you were there that night, but we went to go hang out with uh, Jules at her old house Okay at, at her old parents house And we're all watching movies And stuff like that And they told me We were gonna watch Big Daddy <laughs> And, then and you we guys get watched- there <laughs> And we're watching The Last Exorcism <laughs> I wasn't there I hated every second of it You should've just left How? I didn't have a car at the time Walk home I guess it was close enough I could've Actually You wouldn't walk home At, at, at night After watching any second of The Last Exorcism. No way, You would have died. No way, bro. Now I think I could, because now I don't believe exorcisms are a real thing. Mm. Because I'm not... No, Alex, no Nazis in this episode. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is about Nick Cage and Sam Rockwell. Let's jump into it and tell the baddies what we watched. Let's welcome them first. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. Also, welcome from me... Why? Why are you saying it like that? I just want them to know I'm. I like them too. It was a uh, a, a conjoined welcome. I know. Okay. Well, let's try it again. Okay. Welcome, 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 welcome. to another episode of ICBTB podcast. Word cursed. Uh, my name is Christian. My name is Alejandro. And we're back with another movie for you, baddies. And like I said, we just talked about the four separations of Kevin Bacon to how we got this film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a movie called. Matchstick Man, Man. Uh, and it's an incredible film that I had never heard of, mm-hmm. never seen. Just know all the parts that made make make it a whole. Like I didn't know the title of the movie, but I definitely recognized the movie poster. Really? Yeah, like it's a very artsy movie poster where just uh, Nick Cage's glasses are colorized, and yeah. like some of Sam Rockwell and the girl in the middle too. It's a very minimalistic. Yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. Like it was super. I liked it from the very beginning. Like it was cool, but it definitely starts picking up once uh, his daughter uh, joins the pic- uh, the picture. It definitely takes a couple of like hard turns. Yeah, uh, and to the point where, like I said earlier, I was a little worried that you weren't gonna like it because at first I was like, I don't really know if I, if I like it, but I fought really hard to get this. There's in my always thing, a risk. Like uh, always a risk ooh. with movies that we're not really familiar with. Yeah, and like we're okay, we're gonna jump into it, which yeah. is why I texted you like, hey, watch it. Let me know if you think it's worth doing. For sure. I was 100% locked in after you said there's much to talk about. Which generally, I watch the movies before you do. Yeah. I, 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 not like you watch them the day of recording. 
generally yeah, i'll watch maybe it the, the night, night before, before or yeah. like or right before too but i just i always have time to digest it and stuff yeah. like that so um again shout out to sam for pointing this movie out to us because i fucking love this movie it's I, it's really good it was a great watch any movie about con men any movie that's like kind of like a heist where at the end of it you're just like oh I, the last 20 minutes i was standing up yeah i was just this is screaming. what it is of course you're gonna love it because it's about con men yes them conning and of course i'm gonna love it because it was a father-daughter relationship type of thing a good, was that a was good... very moving and, man. and then sam rockwell's in it too kind of being like a an asshole friend and it's yeah. like oh man this yeah. has got everything it's perfect let's jump into it because uh i want to talk about it let's uh, i want to make a promise to you we're gonna finish this episode before that coffee gets cold oh shit we it's... watched a movie called <laughs> matchstick men it has a it was released in the year 2003 haven't done this in a while excuse me Ooh. it was released in the year 2003 and is rated pg-13 it has a runtime of one hour 56 minutes or 116 minutes mm. for those of us who like to count minutes um uh, it has a rating of 7.3 on imdb and 82 percent on rotten tomatoes which makes sense yeah but a 61 percent on metacritic yep mr christian baltazar would you Hi. my friend guess the google users 83 percent is my guess is it spot on it's it's 81 percent Ooh, okay but compared to like our first episodes when i first because i've asked you that since the first episode mm-hmm. right the nitty-gritty is something that's maybe never changed yeah. You've gotten really good at it. It's something just like associating the movie title, like it's how familiar it is in pop culture. You're good, Because Google users, it's like a thumbs up, thumbs down yeah, type thing. Yeah. And so that's, okay, you're I'm flattered. You're getting really good at that, and you're getting really good at guessing budgets. Because remember the first few times we did it, you're like, I'm not good with these numbers. I don't really know. And it's like, now every time we have a guest in here, and you're like, uh, 72,115. And it's like, oh my God, that's exactly it. Well, dude, some guests are just like, $3. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're way off. That is, that is a tough doing? question for like uninitiated. Yeah. I mean, because I've done this whole like nitty gritty thing for a while. Some people are like, I think 12% of Google users like it. Like, whoa, you're all really right, shitting on right. this movie. Next, next. All right, let's do it. Synapses coming at you. Right at you. Roy, a depressed con artist with obsessive compulsive disorder, and Frank, his partner, find their line of work complicated by the arrival of Roy's teenage daughter, Angela. Angela brings some spirit back into Roy's life, and some of his disorder symptoms seem to disappear. But when Angela wants to learn the family business, and Roy allows her to assist on the big scam concerning a businessman, he reconsiders his parenting techniques. This movie had a budget of... I saw it earlier. $62 million. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Some heavy hit... Because Nicolas Cage is probably asking for a good amount of money. Sam Rockwell as well. In 2003, Sam Rockwell, I think, was getting adequate pay. Yeah, yeah. Like, was... for sure, the most of the budget on in actor's pay was Nick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. And, like, his, I want to say, Nicolas oh. Cage killing it in this movie. Everybody's acting. Yes. The the girl's acting. Fantastic. Nicolas Cage is acting. Sam Rockwell's hurt acting. Yep. Yep. It's just, like, this whole movie is just an Oscar winner in my book. Yeah. How much money do you think they made back? Um, On oof. a budget of sixty-two, what do you think they got? I back? think they made money back, but it wasn't like a something that everyone remembers. Like this isn't a household name in terms of like uh, movie titles. This should be one of Nick Cage's best movies. Like everyone should talk about Nick Cage and Matchstick Men. Yeah, but like since his library is consisted of so many <sighs> movies, I see why it might get lost at the bottom of the pile. I think it's somewhere in the middle. But it should, yeah, okay, it should definitely at the very least be somewhere in the middle because. 
hit the 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 micro uh, expressions that he has as this guy that's like has OCD and, uh, and agoraphobia Tourette's. and Tourette's. Yes, he, he does Tourette's. Like, I mean, really I, I don't have it, but I've only known two people with it, and like that's pretty spot on. Like to like really. Yeah, yeah. For somebody without who's doing not, it too much, because like even throughout the film, hack. Yeah. it's not hack, and that's such an easy thing to, uh, especially Bob something. Zaget. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. Peace, Bob Zaget, by the way. <laughs> and rest in peace. I think the guy that did yeah, that. Yeah, I think Tourette's, Tourette's, guy, is Tourette's dead. guy is dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, now they're having a good talk up in heaven. <laughs> or, or are they having a fight? <laughs> they're fighting in heaven, and God's like, "All right, whoa, take, whoa, 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 whoa. take it to purgatory. Put some gloves on. All right, figure it out. Ring. I'm sorry, but Bob Zaget, uh, you, you uh, can stay. You can stay. Tourette's guy, what you did, very offensive, if anything. I just need you to tell me the aristocrats joke, please. Yeah, just one last time. Uh, how much did it make? I think it made like 80 mil. It made 65.6 million dollars. So just barely its money back. Just a little bit. Plus a little bit of uh, pizzazz on it. Uh -huh. Which makes sense. It only released in less than 2,000 theaters, which I thought was an interesting fact Whoa. that I saw. Uh, and it also was second in the box office behind... Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, okay. Which is one of those films that everybody has seen. Everybody's gone to, you know, Johnny yeah. Depp, Antonio Banderas. Title. It's like, it's everything. And for them to come in second for it's that not movie. Bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. But yeah, Nicolas Cage, it's nice seeing him uh, back be, and at it. Be a dad. Yeah, him being a dad, which was like 20, 30 minutes into the film. We don't see him be a dad yet. Like, we see him. I love how this movie opens up. Like, it really introduces uh, his reality uh, for who he is, right? My only one maybe qualm what? with Nick Nicholas Cage's character is I don't think somebody who's that obsessive about cleaning would be smoking constantly. That there was would be weird. Ash all over the place. That was weird. Yeah. My like the way he does it too, he like he just has it in his like very mouth. Very casual. Mm -hmm. And I also think like this movie should have been made in the nineties. This it is not a 2003 like a movie. 90s film. Yeah, this is not a 2003 movie at all. I like the way it was shot because like they did a good job of like really uh, letting us live in within his agoraphobia. Oh, like when the so good. when the backyard door opens and it's just super fucking bright. Or like I like how uh, the the attention to detail, like how he has to open and close doors three, three times, time. right? And he has to say it in three different languages. Yeah, yeah. Un, deux, trois. And what's the other one? Is it French or something like that? I think it's like English or it's. Spanish? I don't know. Right? But he I don't speak anything but English. But he's getting... <laughs> but he's getting like... Uh, I just... I like it, dude. And what I like... Here's something that I like a, a lot about it. Is what? Sam Rockwell is his partner in crime. Mm -hmm. And every time he does the door thing, like the one, two, three, you see like this exacerbated Sam Rockwell look where he's just like... Come on, just open the fucking door. Like, Without saying much, you could understand what their dynamic is already. They've and, yeah. known each other for such a long time. He knows he's going to make him take his shoes off. He's eating that burger when he walks in because he knows that's going to bug him. He but then, knows. But then when he gets there and sees like how much it's affecting him, he's like, oh, fuck. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang Still on. Still does it, yeah. Yeah, he does, but he cleans up after himself. Yeah, a after bit, himself. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, So this movie starts off with two con men who are maybe at the height of their career. Mm -hmm. Before we go any further, do you know what con men, do you know what that short that is short for? No, not at all, actually. It's short for confidence, man. Whoa. Because you gain confidence in this person, and then they trick you. That In that sense, that's yeah, what it stands yeah. for. Um, I used to love, there was a YouTube channel that I used to love watching where it was a guy who was like a pickpocket kind of guy, and he used to show people cons on how to like um, convince people that you're paying like with a 20, but it's yeah. actually a five, or when you ask for change for a 50, and you get an extra 20. Uh -huh. Like I used to love those videos. So, so the con that they do in the beginning. Yeah. Is a real con, 
It's it's called. Oh, I believe it, yeah. dude. What he what they do to the guy is a con called the pigeon drop. Mm-hmm. Um, what they end up doing at the end is called the bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first one that they do with the water filtration system. That one's fucked up, dude. Is is called like the the false authority. Mm-hmm. Because they come in pretending to be an authority system and you trust that them. That was the twist, right? Like, hey, you want a prize? And then you come in like thinking that, okay, these are two people that work with uh, uh, with the authorities. They're trying. They're here to save you. Well, so they, you trust them with your information. They show them badges. Yep. They say they're from the FBI. Um, so at first, the movie opens with them in their office. Sam Rockwell's working. Yeah. And he's making these calls like, hey, congratulations. You just won a contest. Have you ever won a contest before? No, I've never. Oh, well, here's your first time. Here's what you got to do. And he's like explaining yeah. how she wins a contest. Then Nicolas Cage is cleaning the house and he comes to work. Yeah. When he gets there, we hear that what they're actually doing is conning people into buying water filters. Water. So he says, OK, so, uh, ma'am, you've won one of three prizes. So you could either win like a, a, a trip to uh, Paris, France, um, or you could get like a, I, I uh, it was a the- trip. A diamond necklace, yes, or the water filtration system. No, the water filtration system. She had. He says this is the whole thing. She bought it to get into the. She was just like, so okay, so you don't get taxed. You won't get taxed for this prize if you buy our water filtration system for the low, low price of seven hundred dollars. And he says that as he's ripping off the sticker that says forty nine (laughs) ninety nine. Fucked up, dude. Hey, that's called resale value. It's so mean. And then like right when Nicolas Cage comes in, she's he's like, hey. Ma'am, my supervisor just came in, and he wants to talk to you so that you feel much better about oh. getting your prize. Nicholas Cage takes the phone, starts talking. At the same time, Sam Rockwell's writing on a board, and he holds up a board, and, and it says, says, "It says five grandkids." Oh, ma'am, I, I realized my, that you have five grandkids. My associate tells me you have five grandkids. Mm-hmm. That that is not a contract. That's a sales. That's a sales like a tactic, sales, dude. Like in my job, I have we have, we like leave each other notes and be like, "Oh, they mentioned that they ride horses," and so yeah. when they come in, I'm like, "Hey, do you ride horses?" You're like, whoa, my God, how did you know? I just, you know, I figure you look like a person who reads horses. And it creates this, like, uh, this facade of a relationship. Like, it's, it's just building trust. I know you, you know me, huh? It's scary just seeing it right here done very well by these two guys. So she pays the $700 for the water filtration system because there's uh-huh. no tax on it. Um, and then they say, you know, a courier service will be there to pick up the check. Yeah. And so then we see them driving over to the check, over to the house. Yeah. Uh, and they get out of the car, they knock on the door. And they present themselves as FBI agents. Yeah. This is the, one of my favorite scenes in the whole Crazy. movie. Crazy. Because not only did they just con the lady, they conned the lady's husband, husband. Because who's they, upset. Because they get in there and they're having a whole discussion because the husband's like, how could you have been so stupid to get scammed and stuff like yeah. that? Like, what, what are you doing giving them money? And they're like, look, this happens a lot. It's not her fault. It's going to be okay. Here's what we need. We need your name, your number, and your bank account number. Yeah, dude, it's rough. Man. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And he writes it all down. At the same time, we're being introduced to his agoraphobia agoraphobia where the the back door opens and we can see the pollen and the light and we see i think he starts twitching i think it's very interesting that the light is behind sam rockwell Ooh, that it, it kind of silhouettes you think it's foreshadowing something well, it's like everything in that shot was bad oh damn also we're gonna spoil this film by the way guys uh right now it's streaming i think only on hbo max yeah. if you want to see it for free uh and I think Hulu, if you have a premium subscription. I think the premium subscription is attached to HBO. So nice. One of those. So just watch this movie. It is incredibly good. It's like Ocean's Eleven, where when you see the end, the beginning suddenly makes all of the sense. So. Yeah, it's a fantastic twist, fantastic uh, plot, and like a good buildup. Great sex scenes. <laughs> Super steamy sex scenes. Just kidding. There's actually not one. There's actually no sex scenes <laughs> no, at no, all. No, 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 no. This is very uh, detached from sex. For Ridley, for from Ridley sex. Scott, no sex at all. I know. I'm used to at least one sex. Also, Nicholas Cage, Sam Rockwell, uh, Ridley. Scott, Hans Zimmer, all yeah. these people 
people are involved with this you know film. How I knew I was going to like this film the almost soundtrack. immediately. Yes, it <laughs> opens up with my favorite crooner of all time, Bobby Darren, him mm. singing "A Good Life," and it closes with my favorite crooner oh, of all time, Frank, Frank Sinatra, Sinatra singing, singing "Summer Wind," which man. is my favorite song he does. Not gonna lie, cried at the end of this movie. Watch the whole credits singing with Frank. Uh yes, yes, dude. It was like three in the morning when I finished this movie last night, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, of course you're singing." I'm up in my feels right now. It's Frank Sinatra singing "Summer Wind." So good. Um. So that was your spoiler warning. This that was the buffer zone that we give you to like listen a little bit more and get a chuckle and then turn it off yeah. and go watch the movie. Because uh, go watch this movie. Now come back and finish it. Finish this episode. Welcome back. Yes. Um so they they're doing the scam, you see all the good stuff, you yeah. see them outsmart them, you see that Sam Rockwell's constantly like, Could you take your pills? Could you take your medicine? Like yeah, he knows yeah. there's something going on. And that's when Sam Rockwell drops the first little hint of being like, you know, my my sister just saw a psychiatrist. That's pretty good. Why don't you go see my my sister's psychiatrist? Yeah. And it's like, okay, because uh, apparently the guy that Nicolas Cage is getting his medication illegally from whoever the fuck, who apparently just quote unquote moved out of town. Move, moved east. Yes. I think they literally say he moved east. He moved east. And he's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And so he goes, sees this psychiatrist and uh, he's talking to him about like, uh, he just like, he doesn't even want to talk to the psychiatrist. He's like, just no. give me the fucking pills, man. And, and honestly, the I'm pretty sure, mm. and I'm sure we'll be corrected in the emails, psychiatrists don't prescribed medicine therapists do well yeah i'm i don't know i have like a, a tough time differentiating like psychiatrists uh, uh and therapists and yeah. are they both shrinks and whatnot this guy is a i shrink. don't yeah i don't think shrinks can prescribe medicine for someone that's a con man and should be paying so much attention to detail he's not really doing so much a lot of research about well, what he's getting himself into well because he he's in a time of need Right, he's mm. not he's not the confident one in the room because yeah. he's trying to get help and get new medicine and yeah. meet this new doctor. Uh, and this doctor is like, "Well, let's like start at the beginning. Tell me about your dude." I love it. Like, really starts to pick up when you hear about like his past. He says, "Like uh, the psychiatrist asks, like, when's the last time you were in a relationship?" Mm. He's just like five years. He's like. Higher, ten years higher, fourteen years since he was with his uh, ex-wife. Ex-wife, and he's like, it ended horribly. Like with the who had a black eye? Because uh, I that, think they both did. They both just fought each other. I'm pretty sure the line is, um, when she left, she had a black eye, and I had one that she gave me, or it's something. And I like, left her one and too. I, or yeah, she'd give me a black eye, and I left her one too. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! And, so it was pretty intense. And he used to be what an alcoholic. I'm assuming he says he doesn't drink anymore. Do you remember him saying that, or am I tripping? He doesn't drink during the movie. He might have mentioned that in the beginning, because I do know later in the film he makes two martinis and doesn't drink it. Sam Rockwell is like, you know, buddy, I'm gonna get you drunk one of these yeah. days. Yeah, and then the next scene is him like looking at a margarita and then like putting it back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like also, why it's, does he have beer at his house? Nick, yes, because yes! his daughter's drinking a beer and he's just like, I love. And we're gonna get back, get to like when we uh, <laughs> when the daughter enters the movie. But like when his daughter's like doing something and he does it, he's freaking out about how to be a parent. He's just like, uh, um, you shouldn't be uh you doing should, that. Uh, you should have eggs for breakfast. Uh-huh. I okay. Let's talk about Angela. Okay, the daughter. So he tells the psychiatrist that when his wife left him, she was pregnant. And he yeah. doesn't know what happened to the baby. He no. never met the baby. And, uh, and the doctor says, well, have you tried to get in contact with him? On his next visit, the doctor tells him, look, I called your ex-wife to tell her that we're going through this moment. She needs to kind of like get in contact. She didn't want to have any part with you. Yeah. But your daughter, Angela, said that she would like to meet you. Yeah. And so Nicolas Cage was like, I didn't know it was a little girl. She's got to be about 14 years old, yeah. 13 years old. I'm going to go 
and meet her and see if I can have like a relationship, a connection with with her. Yeah. Um, and so they do. And she is like the coolest 13 year old. Baggy ever. pants, has a skateboard, just yeah. says, What's up? She's like, she smokes cigarettes and she drinks yeah. beer. Yeah. She's had sex with boys. It's, so, it's crazy. As like a dad, like as someone who strives to be a future dad, this movie uh, struck so many chords within me of just like, Oh my God, Nicolas Cage and this girl's acting, their dynamic together is just so beautiful. I want to say one of the lines that sticks with me to this day. Is when they first meet and she and she says, uh, you know, mom says, I only got your elbows. Uh, yeah. And then she says, I used to look at a picture of you or she goes, don't you're staring at me. And he's like, well, I'm not staring. She's like, it's OK. I used to do it, too, because mm-hmm. I used to stare at a picture of you all the time, wondering if I got your nose or your chin or your cheeks. And after she said that line, I was like, they kind of do have similar, similar noses. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they do look. So I was all for that being his daughter yeah, man. and she was cool and he's cool and like he clearly needs a lady in his life like he, we see him get ready at his home like he, he needs a little bit of a lady life well the charm with this movie is that it changes him for the better all around you see that his uh his ticks go uh, go carpet away gets rugged out. <laughs> the rug just gets yanked out from beneath him fuck dude just slams this his head into the cement this plot just blows up and you your your life is just ruined and everything you thought would happen does not oh, happen oh god no but you're right though like you really think it's helping and like uh so he goes to meet the daughter the doctor gives him a new prescription of medicine yeah. um he's he meets his daughter and then he comes back to work with like a new like j- pizzazz for it. Yep. He's like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go do so and so. Like, hey, what about that big fish that you talked about a while ago? And, and then Sam Rock was like, man, those bills like, are what? working. Really? Really? Oh, you really? really? You want to do it? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. And so they meet at this uh, at the Spearmint Rhino. Which, do you know where the Spearmint Rhino is? I mean, they have like one in Vegas. Like, yeah. it's just like I'm this. I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the Spearmint Rhino. It's the fanciest, not fanciest, but it's like a vi- the most well known strip joint. I love PG 13 strip clubs. Yeah, this was PG thirteen strip clubs have strippers wearing like babushkas yeah. and fucking like monk robes, yep. and this was like that's not what they wear in strip Whoa, clubs. Is that stripper wearing a turtleneck? And because... all, the, all the men are like just just drinking beer, and it's just like why why isn't anybody like eating ribs? No one's drinking hard liquor. Where's the buffalo wings? Where's the violence? Nothing's happening. <laughs> Nothing's happening. Where's the scary guy staring at me to make sure I don't touch her? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. No, this was very PG thirteen, which is which was good. It's fine. They have this Mark who who Sam Rockwell met at the airport. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and what they're doing is a con called the Pigeon Drop, mm-hmm. which is where they have the Mark. If you're the Mark, yeah, deposit some money. Yeah. And in return, we give you more money. Mm-hmm. But what we're actually giving you is fake money, and we have the real money in exchange. We yep. take both Pigeon Drop. Yeah. Um, but the way that they do the little like. I'm not going to tell you. I don't want to talk to you about this. Like the the teasing. Yeah. The con artist teasing. They know the guy. They know that their uh, victim has money. He's some mark. dude that has he's a, a mark. A, 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 yeah. Yeah. His mark. The mark has a, a lot of money. He has a boat and he's easily interested in like, what the fuck? What's going on over here? Yeah. Right? So he sees Sam and uh, Cage. do like a envelope handoff. And then Nicholas Cage like kind of doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. One of these, and Sam Rockwell's like, "Hey, come here, buddy. Let me talk to you. Let's give us a little bit of privacy. We're in the yeah. middle of something." And the guy's like, "Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry." Yeah. So immediately he's interested in what's. It's what's very going smart. On. It's very smart. And he does come back to Sam Rockwell, and he, and he you know, he does, of course, ask he's him in. what it is he wants to get in. A, and he tells me he's like, "Look, that this guy, he works in finance. He works in a bank. Yeah. Um, and you know, when I need money to be exchanged, mm-hmm. he'll give me a, a sum for money, and then I'll give him that sum, and that's that's how it works." Blah blah out. blah. We make money. And the guy's like, "Well, I could." You know, I could do that. And he's he's like, just like, how much can you get? Like, usually we don't do anything more than 10,000. He's like, we don't do anything north of 10. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, could you do more? No. Well, how much can you get? And he's just like, 
I could do much more. And they're so, like, fuck. They're like, they're not a fucking 80,000, I believe. He's perfect. He's the perfect mark. Yeah. Because he's arrogant. He's rich. He thinks he's. He doesn't even it. tip uh, people no. that wash his car. He's an asshole. Or the valet. Like, that nope. was a point that Nicolas Cage keeps pointing out. He's like, he doesn't tip. That's why I think Nicolas Cage is a good person in this film because he does feel bad about the cons. Which is a big thing that we hear. Like, it's uh, Nicolas, Cage, Nicolas Cage's. Uh, morale as a person or like his uh, his moral conscience it's a big thing that they focus on because his daughter always says like mom says you're a bad guy but I think mom you're, says just you're a criminal a, yeah but I think you're a good guy you know that was all just this is just shit that you know like without even knowing uh, how the divorce went down these are just things that you can say well and then she also a, the angel also says at one point where she's like look me and mom we get in fights sometimes and I just leave and that's where it is so she shows up at Nicolas Cage's door out of nowhere. In the middle of the night, and she's like, look, me and mom got in a fight. This is what happens sometimes. Can I stay here for the night? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know if that's actually the best move or whatever, but... I love him freaking out. He's on the way to the Spearman Rhino. Yeah, So he's like, whatever, fuck it, come inside. Are you fine here staying? I'll I'll pick you something up. He's trying his best to be a dad or like what he thinks a dad would do. Do you like ice cream? She's like, like, I like uh, chocolate uh, chocolate chunky fudge. Like like New York style chocolate chunky fudge. It was like a random ass... And he was like, so chocolate. I'll get you chocolate. He's like freaking out. <laughs> and then it's... and then he leaves and he goes and does the whole Spearman Rhino introduction. Yeah. And then he goes to his favorite grocery store, stands in his favorite lines. He's mm-hmm. his favorite teller buying ice cream, which is weird because this man buys two things at this store. Oh, my gosh. A shitload of tuna. <laughs> shitload of tuna. And cartons of cigarettes. Just a lot. Just a, again, not a 2003 film, more like a 1993 film. His health is down the drain. It doesn't matter that his mental health is done. His lungs are done. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. His lungs are done. And also, the, how disgusting, like, canned tuna is. Oh, dude. So he, bad for you. And he smokes cigarettes down to the filter. Yeah. Like, he's not... I, not a wasteful man. No. He is, there's ash everywhere. Mm-hmm. This man is ashy as fuck. Yeah. I don't know how his carpets are that clean. They should be everywhere. I do like that everybody carries an ashtray with them, though. Anyways, um, yeah. so she comes over, and while he goes out and does the con, she is listening to records and smoking a cigarette. Messing up his underwear. Just, just to like, fuck with him, she's messing up his yeah. underwear. But it's cute. It's just kind of like, hey, you are this rebellious 14-year-old daughter. Exactly. And it, there's a charm to it. There's what, a charm to their relationship. What does a 13-year-old, 14-year-old do when they see a perfectly pristine folded drawer of wh- whitey tidies? Fuck it up. You gotta fuck it up. You gotta they fuck have, it up. I kind of wanted to fuck it up. At first, she opens it and then closes it. She's like, nah, I'm gonna gonna move everything. And at first I was like, what a bitch. But then I also thought to myself, I was like, no, but actually, like, that's kind of funny. That's actually kind of good. That's good. Good for her. Good for her. And so, like, you see their relationship grow. Like, obviously, the montage of them, like, uh, of him trying to make dinner for her. He's making this dry ass spaghetti for her. No, I think he he made a delicious basil pasta. It looked like it was good, but, like, for For a 14 year old. Yes. She's like, and they end up ordering Domino's. Which is great. They order Domino's quite a few times. And she, and it's. This is where it really gets me. This is where I really love the movie. You just like to see their connection grow. See how her happiness made him happy. Yes. yes. And this is like that was such a real thing. Like he didn't really get ticks mm-hmm. when they were having dinner no. together like that. Like the first breakfast they had where she's eating ice cream and he's eating eggs, mm-hmm. he was like twitchy as fuck and yeah. couldn't like get, even get a sentence out. Yeah. But when they're eating pizza, that's the happiness. happiest they both are. And it's like with me not even being a father like that just gets me so excited it's this whole thing of like i would do anything to make my daughter that happy even if it means like hey i'm gonna teach you how to do this horrible criminal thing of like conning people especially if you've been absent for 13 14 years and you feel like you know you owe something to her and, and you're being told that the mom says you're a criminal and a piece of shit and that she doesn't like to the point where 
he's dropping her off at her home mm-hmm. and she hides because the mom's car is in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And so clearly she doesn't even want to, she doesn't want her mom to even know that they're hanging out. Yeah. Um, at one point the mom does find out. She calls her mom and her mom tells her like, look, just stay there until summer school starts. And then you got to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And so she tells Nicholas Cage, she's like, I'm going to stay until summer school, which was one of my favorite interactions. Cause like, well, okay. When, when does that start? She was like, oh yeah. Yeah. And she, she was like Monday. And he was like, it's Thursday. He's like, oh, for one weekend? <laughs> he's freaking out. He's like, um, um. She's like, is that fine? Is that fine? And he's like, um, um, it's a, um, um, yeah, I guess you can. And uh, I don't know, like the him teaching her how to do a con oh, is is one of my favorite parts. Crazy. There's nothing like a you know master mentor movie. Yeah. And then like because he's doing the biggest con of his life right now, and he's also he even says that Sam Rockwell is his. Uh, protege. He calls for like yes, protege. when she first sees Frank, he's like, Oh, that's that's my protege. You know, I'm yeah. teaching him how to do it. Um, and so she immediately is like, Well, I want you to teach me how to do it. Like, I want to be part of the business. And he's I like, No, learn. no, 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 I'm never gonna do it. I can teach a kid how to and do it. He's like con. brushing his teeth and still saying no. And she's like, Well, I, you know, I've done stuff with boys. And if you don't teach me how to con, I'm gonna tell you everything that I did with the boys. I went to Carrie's one time and there was a party, and then like uh, this boy, boy Josh, over, and he brought me upstairs and he used his hand and he touched my and he was like, Okay, fine, okay, I'll fine, fucking, I'll you, okay, and okay. she jumps with joy and happiness. And so I love when they're in the car uh, on the way to do whatever this con is. And she's like, okay, teach me. And she has like this notepad out. And he was like, rule number one, don't write anything down. Don't write anything down. He throws the notepad in the yeah. back room. That scam is actually one of my was is actually one of my favorite ones. Oh, the lotto ticket the one. The lottery ticket scam is so fucking clever. Yes, and, and one, also something that only can happen in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And a little <laughs> bit of some foreshadowing. She he says, like, rule number two, make sure whoever you're conning. Isn't, isn't conning, conning you. Oh! Yup. Yup. Oh, man. Right? I love this movie. A lot of I foreshadowing, love this movie. man. The, the, the con is, for those of you who have seen the movie, and maybe for those of you who haven't. <laughs> Why? You should probably, probably watch the movie. If you're watching this team without watching the movie, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of trust you're giving us. Yeah. Uh, they con this woman at a laundromat into thinking that she has a winning lottery ticket for $600 because mm-hmm. it's off by one number. Yeah. And, um, what she do is like, hey, well, let's. She's like, she tells the girl, she's like, hey, well, we'll split the winnings. We're in this together. Yeah. And she's like, no, I gotta go. Like, I can't, I can't hang out. And she's like, well, what if, what if you? I just give you the three hundred dollars that you deserve, and then we'll just call it quits on that. Yeah. And she's, she's like, like well, okay, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's an idea. And so like, Nicholas Cage is watching them at an ATM, and she successfully gets the three hundred bucks from the sweet old lady, a sweet old lady at a laundromat. She sits out in the car and she's like, I got it. Yeah, I got it. And he's like, you did so well. No, he's you like, did that so was perfect. Well. She fell for it. Everything. Yep. Okay. See, would you teach your daughter? No, like, give it back to her. Did he say that? Yeah. He made her give the money back. Oh, because he was just... T- I missed that part. Oh, okay. shit. So he goes, he's like, that's good. You did really good. And then he like stops her and he goes, okay. Now one more thing. I want you to go give the money back to her. <laughs> and she was like, what? And he's like, yeah. He said, I was going to teach you how to do the cons, not get away with it. What kind of father would I be if I let you get away with it? Holy shit. So it's like, he has no problem teaching her these things. He just doesn't want her to actually do them, I, I guess. Or, yeah. Which is all funny. And then she's like, ah, and, you know, she uh, goes out yeah. or whatever. And we only, I, I would like to think she doesn't actually give them money. She just like pockets it and then keeps it for herself, which I would believe knowing how this movie goes along down the road. Again, all at the time that this is happening, his biggest con is happening yeah where they're setting up this money exchange where the mark is going to pay uh eighty thousand dollars in exchange for upwards of two hundred and fifty thousand sterling yeah pound yeah english dollars uh and the swap was and here's the part that i didn't quite understand about the con because initially the con is you give me eighty thousand dollars i give you two hundred and fifty thousand 
English dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, and then and then we call it squids. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it make more sense if that was fake money? It would. I but like, I, why would you lose two hundred fifty? Because he's paying the at market price for it. Yeah. So you're so that two hundred fifty thousand sterling is actually worth eighty thousand dollars. Yeah. So like, who's making money, right? It's like yeah. it's, he's just exchanging currency at that point. When they, but I think it might be fake bills, dude. I, right. I, and or or that all along. Well, no, because all along wasn't the fact that he switches the because he does. But also, the guy doesn't even count how much sterling is in there ever, mm, really. So I don't know. It could be like this whole of this thing game. of trust. Yeah, it's not even. It's not even really. And it doesn't even matter because they do the whole bait and switch at the end, anyway. Incredible, where they have where the daughter is in on the big scam now. They're yes. at the airport, uh, which is actually not an airport. It's the Anaheim Convention <laughs> Center, which I knew immediately. You fucking set designer, you fool! Um, <laughs> you fool! You, you can't fool me. You didn't have enough money to get a real airport. You it was bitch. actually in two thousand three. You couldn't film in an airport because ah. of what happened on. September 11th. Oh, shit. Also, so much smoking and no cell phones in this film, it was definitely a 1997. Yeah, yeah. The book came out in the 90s. It had to have been. That's right. It was based on a book. I would love to read the book. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I wish I had more time to read books. So uh, you, you read it. Let me know how it goes, dude. You're doing the classic, you read it and tell me about it. Yeah, living vicariously through you. Uh, like, I want my Watchmen book back. Uh, oh, I want to actually read that. That's a graphic <laughs> graphic novel. Different. Different. That's a graphic novel. <laughs> um. So they do the bait and the switch and they do it. Yeah. He's got the $80,000 American and he's got 250 sterling yeah. and they're walking out of the airport. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Let's back up a little bit because even the build up to that is like, holy shit, he's kind of quartered into the situation where he has to bring his daughter. His daughter just shows up on the day of this big, th- oh, well, just his daughter just shows up at his doorstep and, or no, he no. Picks, up, picks her up from school. They were going to. And they, they go bowling. Go bowling. And he gets a call from Frank, uh, Sam Rockwell, yeah. who says, hey, the guy moved up his flight. He's leaving today. Yeah. We got to get the money. We got to do it right now. And Nicholas Cage is like, we can't do it right now. He's like, there's so much more to set up and make it set in place. And he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We got to do it right now. So goes to a safety deposit box where he authorizes his daughter's signature. Dude, and like the amount of trust he gives to this girl is just like, okay, she says, stay right here. She follows him all the way up to the the clerk and he says you know exactly like hey blah 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 this passcode and he's like he doesn't give her the passcode no he doesn't give her the passcode he hides the passcode from her but he does authorize her signature and she goes well when do I get the passcode he goes when I die oof yep which again makes sense you know yeah. dads do that with family members like that's a thing that happens they go in she sees the safety deposit box full of money and other countries money and she sees it all files and stuff. Uh, I would like to see what other stuff he has in there. I want to know what all those papers are. There's other things, There's other man. things There's in there. There's other yeah. things. Um, and so he takes out the money, puts it in the briefcase all nice and dandy. Mm-hmm. They leave. Uh, you know, so so they set it all up. He's explaining to her what she's got to do in the scam. She's going to be uh, the distraction. Yeah. So she's screaming and yelling at a bartender and slamming glasses down. And Sam and, Rockwell doesn't have any clue uh, no. about this. This is like new. But he does know who the daughter is. So he recognizes the daughter. And knows. Because yeah. he had met her at the house. And he was yeah. like, why, is, why did you bring her along? It's so dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and the Mark is like, oh, I'm glad that's not my daughter. And yeah. they're like, oh. <laughs> oh, I hope she's not on my flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he, he tells Sam Rockwell, he goes, walk him to the gate. Walk yeah. him to the gate. Make and sure then, you walk him to the gate. And then they leave. And then as he's leaving the parking lot. 
You see him. The you mark. see him. Ch- you see the mark chasing their car, Sl- punching the car, slamming, grabbing the bag Angela, grab by the hair, by the hair, dude. If a man, I don't care if I just stole eighty thousand dollars of your money. If I saw someone grab my daughter in my car on through her hair, I would fucking kill you, dude. I was enraged at that moment. Wow. Well, it's a pretty intense thing, and I, it was also pretty intense that Nicholas Cage's response was, "Roll up the window, roll up the window, chop off his fucking arm, roll up the window, chop off his arm, roll up the window." <laughs> and so they oh my gosh i was stressed and then the most stressful scene in the entire film <laughs> was when they're paying the parking lot attendant to leave yeah because he like pays her a 20 and she's counting out the cash he's like just keep the change and she's like oh we're not allowed to accept gratuity here and he's like no no really it doesn't nine, ten. she counts it's not even close to that fast so slow eight that makes nine. That, that girl makes ten. might as well work at the DMV. I, and he was like, okay, thank you, and snatches it out of her hand. And then Mark is like right behind them. Covered in sweat. Just like. Oh, drenched. In movies, you never see that when they're no. chasing a car when they get sweaty. But that's what I liked about Attention to detail. Very sweaty, this man. Yeah. Um, Very unhealthy. He needs to work on his cardio. And they get away, and he meets in a safe spot with Frank. Yeah. And they and Frank's like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, why'd you bring that girl? You know, you're gonna ruin the whole thing. And yeah, uh, now he knows. Like, and Nicholas Cage is saying, like, it's okay. We're not in the books. We're not gonna get in trouble at so all. Michael says, how do you know she doesn't have a record? She she's 14. How do you know she doesn't have a record? So they go up to her in the car and says, like, have you ever says, ahead, been arrested? No, he goes better. He goes, go ahead, tell him, tell him you've never been arrested. And she says nothing. And like she says. Okay, I got you know I got caught up in a convenience store. I never I didn't pay for a pack of gum. Okay, he was like, "Not what?" So you got arrested for that bullshit. And she was saying this whole thing about how the security guard was groping her, and so she had to retaliate, and which that's it, why she got arrested. Which again is so like, oh that like, oh I get it now. It makes sense. Like, yeah. of course, like you would stand up for yourself in that moment, and also like, what are we not going to believe her that this thing is happening yeah, to her? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's fucked. Yeah. So Nicholas Cage is hitting the abort button. You know what I mean? He's like, we got to split up and we just got to like lay low. I'm going to take her back to her mom's place and then and then we're done Damn, because dude. we're fucked, right? He, we got to get rid of the daughter. That scene where he says, hey, I'm not going to see you. I'm going to be out of town for a few months. Like I know like we had a good time, blah, 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 but like never call me again. And it like slowly escalates to Their like breakup. where he's yell- Yeah, dude, yeah. you're just like, hey, we just rekindled our relationship as father-daughter and now you're leaving me again, and it's like for her safety, and so like and him, his safety is just. And she doesn't care because she just wants to be with her dad, and like and it's, she's it's crying a lot of layers, and he's yelling, and he's trying to say sorry, and it's just like so heartbreaking. It was so hard for me to watch that. Um, she does get back in the car though. Yeah, he does. He does let her back in the car because they go back to the house, mm-hmm. and that's when they find Sam Rockwell beaten. To uh, a fucking pulp by uh the by mark. the mark yeah and the mark's sitting there with a gun in his hand and he's telling him he's like look i know who the fuck she is i have friends on the police force we just looked at the camera uh because she bought him a gift right yeah. in the gift shop so the gift shop camera oh, caught her dude the fact because she was paying attention to detail about he like he had what do- he collected the hummels he had the dog hummels yeah so she buys him an ashtray or whatever and that's how they find her picture yeah and he tells me he goes look well you're gonna give me whatever money you have how much money did you have on you right now? And, and Nicholas Cage goes, well, I, I four thousand, four thousand dollars in my dog. Yeah, that's the it. dog like cookie jar. Yeah, and and so he goes again. He's like, no, 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 not you. The girl gets he sends it. the girl to go get it. Uh, and then fuck, dude. And he was he was trying to Nicholas Cage was trying to send his daughter to just like go to your room. Yeah, just but then the like, mark was worry. like, no, she's as much part of this as you are. She's a part of it. And like, if I was <laughs> because he got her involved in, dude. It. If I was Nicholas Cage, I would. Be angry, upset, sad, scared, everything. Because, like, fuck, dude, 
it is my fault that I brought her into this. She's about to get shot in the face. She, yeah, that guy has a gun. Yeah. And then crazy, she goes to the dog, gets the money. Oh, doesn't get the money. Gets Instead, the gun. Yeah, grabs his 32 police special. Yeah. And she comes back and she's so scared and she's crying. Mm-hmm. And she pulls up the gun. <laughs> and she shoots him. And like breaks down and Nicolas Cage is like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. She, and shoots him in the fucking gut. Shoots him Seth right Rockwell's in. like, he ain't gonna make it. Getting shot in the stomach is maybe the worst place to get horrible, shot. Horrible, horrible. That's a slow death from a bullet. I, I, I have a qualm. He that marked that right before he got shot. Didn't shoot anyone or anything. He just I, let himself think, get shot I think in the he gut. Didn't, I don't think he wanted to kill anybody, I let alone he, a little girl. He did. True. True, true, true. Right? So He just wanted to intimidate them so they could get half of the cut of whatever profits they make in the future. Uh, I don't think, and even once we reveal the end, I don't think anybody knew she was going to shoot him. No. Because I don't think the mark was in on it at the end Dude, of the day. it happened so fast. Whoa. <gasps> or was he? Wait. I think he was, dude. Or was he? Does he smoke? Does the mark smoke at any point in this movie? No clue. Because I did some research, and we'll get to that when we reveal. But so he, the guy's dying. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's beat to shit. He tells Sam Rockwell, he goes, "Take my daughter to this motel. I'll be there in the morning. I'm gonna get rid of the body." He's yeah. like, "I have to take her to the hospital." He's like, "What? What else are we gonna do?" Yeah. Uh, and Sam's like, oh, "Well, fuck. I guess this is, this is it then, right? Yeah. Like, it's over." He's like, "Yeah, it's, it's done." Yeah. He it's, goes. He goes back inside. And he the doesn't mark, see the mark. Yeah. The mark like pistol whips him or some shit. Hits him right in the face. Yeah. And so he wakes up in a hospital. There's two FBI agents there talking to yeah, him. Yeah, I'm Detective Bishop. Uh, this is my partner, blah, 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 blah. He's like, we're gonna talk, we need to ask you a few questions, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm only, I only want to talk to my psychiatrist. That's the only person I want to talk to. If you get my psychiatrist, I'll tell you everything you need to know. And I'm like, okay, you got five minutes. So they get the psychiatrist. And even at first, the FBI agent's like, well, I'm not going to leave. Yeah. Uh, he's like, what? He's like, don't we have like doctor? Doctor patient confidentiality. <laughs> he's just like, okay, uh, I mean, he's there's a fucking camera right. in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And so him and the other FBI agent are just watching them. And Nicolas Cage does the smart thing where he covers his mouth when he's yeah. talking. You know, yeah. very gangster and like. But I knew there was something off. <sighs> I, I knew there was something I off. I didn't. By the time he was just like, well, you're giving your psychiatrist all of the, the fucking information to your safe. Well, and uh, he's giving it to the psychiatrist to give it to his daughter. Yeah. Yes, I, I understand. Right. But so still, I was like, this ain't it. This ain't it. There's a twist. There has to... Cause the, I feel so stupid now because you're right. I should have seen it. The words, the... It never left my mind when he said, rule number two, oh. if you're conning someone, make sure they're not conning you. That went right And so I'm thinking, head. like, at some point, I think someone's fucking with him. And, like, I was suspicious yeah. of Sam Rockwell at some point. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. And I was like, uh, I was a little suspicious, I will say, at some point of Angela. Of I was the daughter. I was more suspicious of the Mark and Sam Rockwell working together. Mm. I thought that was going to be the twist. Yeah. Um, but the twist is way. So he talks to the psychiatrist. He gives him the passcode, and his daughter has an authorized signature. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, do I need to remember it?" He's like, "Should I write it down?" He's like, "No, don't write it down. They're gonna they're gonna frisk you on the way out." Yeah. The psychiatrist, okay, he's got the code. He yeah. leaves. Nicholas Cage passes out. Ugh. Wakes up. Covered in sweat. He's just like, guys, it's hot in here. Can we turn the AC on? Guys, it's hot. He gets up. He gets out of the bed. He starts looking around, realizing he's not handcuffed to the bed anymore. Yeah. He opens up the the door, and right outside of his hospital room is 
the TV and two chairs that the FBI agents were just watching, and yeah. it's like a weird shack. It's not a hospital. And the door's just like blowing in the wind, yeah. and there's a sign right there for him. It says, To Nicholas Cage. <laughs> to Nicholas Cage. Here are your clothes. And we hear a voiceover from Sam Rockwell. Just, Damn, hey, dude. we got you. Fuck, man. I did this. He walks, I did this He too. walks outside, and he's, he's on the roof of a building. Yeah, he had just been conned and so he knew immediately oh i just gave away all of my information to my money where all of my fucking cash is he gave the code and the signature away yep so he goes he goes to the bank opens up a safety deposit box nothing one little well first he goes home he goes home and then there's a note from frank there I yeah, so of, I guess he, I guess that's the voiceover. Yeah, that's the yeah, voiceover. Okay. And he, so he checks his dog. His money inside of the dog stash dog. is gone. Frank says, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I love you, man. Yeah. But you knew this I, time was going to come. I couldn't have done this without you. Like, you you are the one who... And at this point, I'm still thinking that Frank has kidnapped Angela. Really? I, like, <gasps> I no. seriously thought at that point it was going to be like, and if you want to see Angela again, you're going to need to get me another $80,000. I knew there was a chance that... Angelo is like, okay, is this is either going to turn into a movie where uh, Angela is now racing against Frank and whoever mm. he's working with to get to the bank, yeah, right? Yeah. Ooh, that would have been good. That would have been good. Like in Casino. But I think this is better because oh, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Well, and in the letter, Frank tells him, he's like, look, you know, I'm taking you from everything. You wanted to leave. I can't have a partner like you that's better than me at this. And this is the final con. Yeah. I'm out. We're all done. Yeah. Um, we find out that the psychiatrist was in on it. Yeah. Sam Rockwell was in on it. Yeah. Angela was in on it. Yeah. Maybe the Mark was in on it. We I, don't find out that Angela is 100% in on it until Nicolas Cage decides to visit his ex-wife. Well, because he knows, because he's got to tell her that Angela has been kidnapped. Yeah. Is he's that gotta, what it was? I, that's what I read it as. Like, he's got to go tell her that Angela is still with well, Frank. He knew that he, I think he was already suspicious that Angela conned him. And I think he was one of the two. Yes. I think yes. he was like, okay. Either she, either she's in on it, like either she's working with Frank to con me and get back at me for not being there for thirteen years, or or it's something else. Yeah. Right. Or or she's been kidnapped yeah. by him. So she so he goes to his ex wife's place and he knocks on the door and he's always like the he's like Angela's gone. And she's not here, is she? She's like who? And right when that happened, oh, man, I was screaming. I stood up, stood up. Like who is that? Just and I'd just be so heartbroken. She's like man. um. She goes, uh, I don't know who that is. And he goes, what? And he goes, what happened to the baby? The baby you were pregnant with when you left. And she goes, I lost the baby. My whole world crumbled. Because I was like, who the fuck is Angela? Yeah. Yeah, man. So good. After, and then she says, are you okay? He says, like, yeah, I'll be fine. And then, he, like. He starts laughing because he realizes I got it's you. an incredible con. He's got long con. Yeah. One line that stuck with me for the whole thing is in the beginning. He says, I don't do long cons. Sam Rockwell's like, I want to do this thing. And he's like, that I don't do long, long cons. That's con. a very long thought out I'm so con. mad at Sam Rockwell, man. So mad at Sam Rockwell. So the movie ends and we cut to one year later. Yeah. Nicholas Cage is working at a, like, like a carpet, carpet factory. store. Yeah. Two people walk in and his boss calls him, tells him to go talk to him. Starts talking to this guy. Hey, what are you looking for? Uh, like you know, cheap. I want cheap, cheap, any color. Any color, doesn't matter. Yeah, I got, got a dog. Apartment. Yeah. yeah. Moving he in goes, with my girlfriend. Oh, okay, sure. He goes, I know. He's like, we'll take you to the remnants. And so yeah. he goes over there and his girl, like, that guy's girlfriend is. 
Angela, man. Dressed incredibly salacious. Yeah, just like looks 10 years older than she was. She's got her Gonzaga's out. She's yeah. wearing a black dress. She's got pink in her hair. Yeah, eyeshadow, and eyeliner, lashes done. She sees done. Nicolas Cage and she's like, oh. She's, even for a con person. Loses it. Just cannot hold it together because she knows. And even her boyfriend kind of like catches on in it for a second. He's like, um. Y'all fucking? He's like, is everything okay? Because she's like, I left my wallet in the car. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll go get okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so she's leaving. She's like, please don't tell him. Thanks like, for like not. Yeah, thanks for not outing me. And, and stuff. like, there's a suspicion that I had. Like, is she conning him now? I thought she might be con- the boyfriend. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that she. would. But no, she says she's not. Yeah, so she we'll says, take like, her he's for sweet. Her and yeah, like, she does like him, and uh, in fact, she didn't get any money from Frank. She does say that Frank ended up conning her, and she yeah. made no money from that. Is con. it no money? Yeah. Oh, that's what so I read. It swindled as. completely off of her cut. Frank said, "Fuck everybody." Wow. And um, and so that kind of like yeah, now we're in the same boat. Yeah. Blah blah blah. And so she's moved on with her life. She's now with the boyfriend and stuff. And here's like a, such a moving moment. Like after they have that talk, and he she buys this cheetah printed, uh, which is an insane car. choice. <laughs> Crazy. That's so, seventy five bucks. It's an apartment that they're probably renting, that yeah. they're redoing the carpet on to cheetah print. Yeah. Like, whoa, that's uh all right. If you wanna if She's you want to place like that. That seems like the way she was dressed and the way that he looked, probably porn. But um she turns around before saying goodbye and says, like, hey, do you wanna know my actual name? And he yep. says, I already know it. And she's like, Okay. Goodbye, Dad. That'll always be Angela to him. Goodbye, Dad. Like uh, I wish they just stayed, like, remained friends. I don't know, like, because they had... That'd be a weird relationship. Do you... Uh, Do you think she's Frank's daughter? No. Who is this woman? Is she just a random she's woman? She's a rando. She's another con, man. Mm. She's, uh... What do you call it? She's... Do you think she's that she actually in, enjoyed her relationship with Nicolas Cage? Do you think there was anything part of her that felt bad? Because, like, even Nicholas well, she Cage... she does ask her. He, she does ask him all the time, like, do you ever feel bad for these people? And he's like, well, I don't take money from people who don't deserve it. And he's like, I've never used violence. Well, he said... No, he says that to the psychiatrist. Oh, that's right. But he's 100% honest with her. He says... Um, he says, yeah, like, I don't steal the money. They give it to me. And she's like, well, do you like it? And she's like... He says, it makes me sick to my stomach. And she's like, why do you do it? And then, like, he doesn't have anything to say. So we know that he's being 100%, 100% truthful to her. And uh, that he is a good person. Like I said, that keeps coming back. Is is he a good person that's just making bad decisions and fucking with these people? Well, that's a way to make money, bro. Don't, yeah. don't, don't condemn him for his way of life. Well, I mean, obviously, he's living he, an honest life. Because when he does turn it around, he ends up with the love of his life. Oh, that, my gosh. He goes back into his uh, house. Well, first he goes to his favorite store. And he goes to a different teller. And you're like, oh, good for him. He's like growing up. And, what? You forgot the biggest fucking twist of all. What? The medicine that the psychiatrist gave him. Oh, yeah. Was fake. It was like estrogen medicine or some when, shit. When I, I did, that was a suspicion that I had the whole it was time. A placebo. It was like that it was going to be a placebo the whole time. But then we found out it's actually like menopause medicine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder what that does. Does it do nothing? The whole scene where he's in the pharmacy, like ask, trying to get the medicine from And he has it. all these ticks. That's he's freaking the fuck out. That's best acting. That's Great incredible acting. acting. Great acting, man. Uh, and even the psychiatrist says, he's like, look, he's like, I've been giving you fake pills all the time. He's like, obviously, like, you don't, you're not as neurotic as you think you are. Yeah. Um, and so, like, as much of a fucked up moment as that was that he was tricked out of this medication, it's a beautiful moment because you realize helped him. he didn't need anything to, to cure himself. He just needed, like, a good life, yep. a good, honest life or a purpose. Yes. A purpose as a father. Yes. And that's why this uh, this movie's heartbreaking because that relationship, that it's ripped role, away from it's him. stripped away from him. But he goes to the store with the new teller. 
He's buying a whole bunch of different stuff, ice cream and eggs yeah. and bread. And then you're wondering what happened to the other teller. Yeah, what happened to the, what happened to the tuna and the cigarettes? Goes home, you see this lady chopping She's up chopping some food. groceries. He puts down the groceries and he goes to hug her and it's the teller. It's the teller, and she's it's, pregnant. It's Penn and Teller. It's Penn and Teller. He's in a three a threesome relationship. He loves magicians. No, it's the teller, and then the camera pans down a little bit as Nick Cage drops to his knees, and he kisses her pregnant belly. And then it mm. cuts to the summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. And I was like, oh my gosh. There's one- there. As much as it- as, uh, Nice. That sounded really good. Uh- it was so <laughs> shitty to know that he had been just conned out of all of his money, but it he, was a beautiful ending because he understood what he wanted truly in life. He didn't, yeah, he didn't need the money to make him happy, which he thought it would. Yeah, he needed purpose. You, you hit it on the head. You hit yeah, it. Yeah, man. A uh, couple of things that I want to point out to you that you know might have been you might have missed. Did you notice in the credits, both opening and closing, that the letters W and M have like they're they're not completely written out no. because they're written in matchsticks. Oh, really? The W and the M are written in matchsticks. Why are they called matchstick men? I assume the book explains it more, but they don't explain it at all in the movie. And like you see him using matches to like light his cigarettes every now and then. I think they're just subtle references. I honestly to the don't title. think I saw a single single match. He did it against the uh, like a wall. That's right. That's right. Um, and one of the things that I read that all the people who are who are con artists hmm. smoke. Oh, Nicholas Cage is smoking constantly. Sam Rockwell, Rockwell. smoking constantly. The psychiatrist is smoking a pipe. That's true. Angela smokes a cigarette. Yeah, and I ha- there has to be a scene of the Mark smoking somewhere. I, I think, think he does. He's smoking a cigar in the strip club. Oh, you're right. It is a cigar. So little subtle things. That's what that's what makes this pretty artsy. So we're pretty sure the Mark's in on it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would think so. He just unfortunately died in the process. Wait. I don't think he did. Oh, because it, why would the fuck? Why the fuck would Angela, if she's a con, actually shoot him? You're right. Uh, You're right. And you know what? When she opens the dog thing and finds the gun, yeah. maybe that's when she took the bullets out and replaced them it's with poss- blanks. Yeah. Which you know, blanks still kill people. Alec Baldwin. It's attention, Alec Baldwin. Bitch. Oh shit. Yeah, you're oh, as shit. bad of a liar as your wife, hilarious. Holy fuck, dude. That's yeah, a wild. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going after the Baldwin family. I'm going after the Baldwin family. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Great oh, impression shit. of Trump, though. I will say that. Um, Four out of five for me. Oh, it's it's a five out of five for me. I. Yeah. I when I saw Sam today at work, I spent a good twenty minutes just like thanking her for showing this movie because this movie is. She even said when she told me about the movie, she goes, this movie kind of reminds me of like, like it reminds Us me of too. you. It <laughs> reminds me of like something that like, it's of course something that I'm into and like yeah. the sleazy, but like niceness of it. And I was yeah. like, I, I, this is, this movie checked every single box I could it's have It's a made. fantastic movie. Oh, it's fantastic, fantastic Mr. Fox. Fantastic, dude. Fantastic Mr. Fox, is that what you said? Yeah, it's, I'm, you know, you're <laughs> Mr. Fox. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, you uh, your best person? I... It's going to go to the actress that played Angela. I, yes. I want to give it to Nicolas Cage, but like, you know, everything. She gets, we, she gets plenty. He, she he, gets he plenty. gets plenty. He gets plenty. Yeah. Her name is Alison Lohman. Yeah. And I will say when Alison Lohman auditioned for this role, mm. she came dressed as a 13 year old. Wow. And Ridley Scott did not know she was 23 years old. Yeah. Until she revealed her age to him. Yep. She plays she, young and really well. She looks really believable. It's almost so believable as a 13 year old that when we see her as her real self at the end, it's almost like, oh, that they like tried to make a little girl look older. Yeah. But no, that's actually what that's she her looks age. like. Yeah. That's her age, 23 years old. So good. Special shout outs, of course, to 
Nicolas Cage and yeah. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell will always be the best bad guy. Always. Fucking fantastic. Always. Great. Nicolas Cage. Does he ever not stab people in the back? He stabbed someone in the back in, always. in Charlie's Angels. Mr. Wright, he comes uh, around. He's but a he, good person. He like half stabs her in the back. Not really. I think he's like, they still run away together happily ever after. I'm not the rewatch Mr. Wright. I actually haven't seen it since good we did our episode. Good movie. Um, um, Nicolas Cage, at the very end, even when he hugs the pregnant belly, you see him do one final uh, tick. Little little like little tick and then that's when it goes to black fantastic acting on his part like we said before easily could go hack if you're like trying to do uh someone with like agoraphobia uh Tourette's or OCD but OCD yeah uh, yeah it's all those things did it beautifully without doing too much special special shout out to the mark I don't know um I cannot name in fact I'm looking at his thing and I can't I don't recognize any of these movies but I've seen this guy in a million films I feel like I've seen him yeah he's either like drunk or yelling he's got white hair now like this guy's in a lot of movies he's always like a rich white man that owns a boat and is getting fucked with and it gets upset he's in my cousin Vinny but I could not tell you who he was I don't know who um Thank you for watching this movie Fuck with me. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank, Thank you, for you bringing... Sam, for bringing it to Shout our out attention. Shout Sam. Thank you very much. Um, this movie is so much fun. Incredible. Such a great twist. It warmed my heart, broke my heart, and put it back, it back together. In. It's just, yeah. I don't know. My heart's all over the place, and I should really get it checked out. But uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, cool. I guess that's, that's no, all we, th- yeah, yeah. we talked about the movie. Baddies. We'll Thank you so much. Fuck. <laughs> a great dismount. <laughs> Um, guys, watch this. <laughs> oh, that's such a great, like, inside joke for us. Um, guys, watch this movie. Like we said, it's on HBO Max. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at call underscore me Jesus. And you can follow me on Instagram at Christian Has Asthma. You can follow the podcast at ICBTB Podcast. And of course, yep. Send us an email, podcast at yahoo.com. DM us, text us for suggestions, or uh, rate us rate us everywhere, Apple Podcasts. Once again, you could rate us on Spotify. Spotify now, yes. Yeah, yes. five stars, please. Uh, oh, and, and thank whatever, you. like, shit, uh, uh, pod tube or whatever you're listening Any to. Any podcatcher pod that you're listening to, yeah. Yeah, this pod, probably... Pod porn. Pod bitch is yeah. probably something you're listening <laughs> to pod us, Pod sluts. Yeah, yeah, Russian pods. Yeah, fucking uh, um, XXX pods, XXX. Nice. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, guys, send us an email. Let us know what's going on. Also, if you know the answer to 57 divided by 3, let me know. Um... Anything else? 57 divided by 3, that's equal to 10. That's it's actually 19. 19. That's yeah. actually a really easy divisible yeah, yeah, yeah. number. I was like, okay, you chose an interesting number. 19. 57 is, I think that might be the only thing that it might be divisible by is 9 and 3. I'm pretty sure 57 is a prime number. Prime number? Wait, prime number? What's... Yeah, fuck it, fuck it. Know. I have no bye, idea. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Bad.